Oh, son. We're back in the studio. We back. <laughs> it's been a minute, son. Yeah. We've been slapped. Been a hot minute. We've been slapped covered up. I started to do one of the one of the solo podcasts. And uh, every time I'd get around to doing it, I was just like, ah, I want to hit one with Ratchet Loon. I want to hit one with Ratchet Loon. And you'd be busy. Mm-hmm. You know one thing I like about our podcast? There's a couple of things. But our podcast is a is chronological of what we are currently doing or what we did last week or the week before. Yeah. So we're sort of, you know, it's almost like a soap opera. It is. As, it's like a reality TV show. As the world turns or uh, all my children. All yeah. my children. <laughs> What yeah, is that? that's a dang soap opera. Never all, heard of that. All my children, and one of them's as the world turns, and then there's another uh, general hospital. I've seen that one. Have you? Days and of our lives. Days I've of seen our, that one. Yeah, I tell you, the best ever soap opera in the world. What? Dallas, but it come on at the night time. Dallas. Dallas. Yeah, it come on at the night time with Jr. And Bobby, and all. You need to check some of that out, son. No, that was like the big thing, like in the eighties. Yeah, was who shot Jr. Way back in the eighties. What, like <laughs> who shot Jr. These they these were some big Texas tycoons out there in Texas. You'd love it. Well, you might not love it, but it it was it was the big thing, son. They had nighttime soap operas too. Dallas and Dynasty, and Dallas was the the jizz am. The jizz am. Who shot Jr. Yeah. Well, I guess so, Jr. got killed. He got he got shot at the end of one season, and everybody's like, "Ooh, who shot Jr.?" And you be around somewhere. Oh, was Jr. like the big, like the baddest one? <laughs> oh yeah, Jr. You with the cheese. Jr. You and son. <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> You That's what I'm gonna start saying when I'm trying to figure out who did so. I'll be like, "Who in the world shot Jr.?" <laughs> like you'd be walking around and they'd be a joker with a shirt on said, "Who shot Jr.?" Really? Yeah, and on no. t- on TV Guide, which you don't know nothing about a TV Guide. Did you ever see a TV Guide? Yeah, you did. Mm-hmm. Like a real TV Guide. Yeah, like a book. Yeah. And you- read through it and it's like this is when this is gonna come on and this is where it's gonna be at yeah you sang one of them yeah huh google i've, I've been in the auction business so oh okay hey. well, you didn't see a current tv no, guy i don't think they make them anymore you seen it when we was in the auction yeah auction i don't think i think they quit doing tv guys did like, we auction a tv guy i bought remember i bought a box that was full of elvis tv guides Oh, you yeah. That? Where's that at? I sold them. Did you? Yeah. Did you make any money off of like them? Like $2. Yeah, a lot of people don't know we used to be in the auction business. Now, now we didn't auctioneer. No. We just owned the auction, and uh, we paid an auctioneer to come in and auction. But now your mama, uh, I think your mama, all she lacked was taking the state test, I believe, to get her auctioneer license. She went through the school and all that. Yeah. I still got 
I don't know what I did with it, but I still got her auctioneer. The school, the big binder they gave her with everything in it. Yeah. I still got that somewhere. Let's let's hear let's hear you auction real quick. I, I Bust can't. it off. Auction. I don't know how. That auction that uh coon mount off. Y'all right wanna there. Buy it? We need to nope, we need to set it. that coon mount up and somebody messaged me on Instagram too or somewhere and said, Hey, y'all never did put pictures of those mounts up for that one episode we did about tax about getting our taxidermy back. Yeah. So we got to do that too. We'll take pictures of them. We right. auction that auction that raccoon off. Let's start at forty dollars. Y'all give me forty. Nope. <laughs> all right. That's all you got. <laughs> you got me like now here forty now forty five five and a four and a forty 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 five now forty five forty five forty five forty five forty five and now now forty eight forty five forty and then every once in a while you just go you just put some filler in there some. Now four and a five, four and a five, four and a five, four. Now forty-four and a quarter, forty-four and a quarter, forty-four. No. Now forty-five and a half, forty-five and a half. One of the new guys, uh, we we just got another guy working with us up at the shop I work at, and his dad. That's what he does. He's an auctioneer and he just travels around and does auctions. Yeah. And that joker come up there the other day, and he was talking about being an auctioneer, and I was like, well, let's hear it then. That joker was spitting. He cut son. it. He cut it out. That What's joker his name? was. I can't remember. Hmm. Can't remember his name. But he was spitting. I, man, I miss an auction. I like going, but I don't like going to an to an auction where they got like uh China stuff. You know what I mean? Like they got new stuff. I want to go when they got old tools that they found in a barn. Or, oh yeah, like antique. Well, not so much antique stuff, just old-timey cool stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not so much antiques, because them antiques would get up high. You know, I don't, I don't, we got enough stuff cluttering this house up already. You know what I mean? I don't want, I don't want nothing else. Like this old, this tractor seat you got over here. Your mama bought that That's for on me milk jug. for my birthday one year. You got that at an auction? Yeah. Hey. Yeah. As a matter of fact, she bought that from our auction. Was it ours? Yeah, yeah. A guy put you it. Sure. In, yeah, a guy put it in our auction, and she just went that, ahead and bought it from him. I think we got that lamp sitting in there in the living room. That's got the guy, the Joker's hunting turkeys. Mm-hmm. With the copper, with the copper shade on it. Right. That come from an auction. Yeah. Them pictures we got hanging in the in the living room with the deer and the turkeys. Auctions. Yeah. yeah. I like an auction. That's some I good want, stuff. I bet, the, I bet the auction business has picked up now. Can you think? With inflation the way it is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially in the rural areas. Oh, yeah. Believe that. Mm-hmm. So you can get stuff a lot cheaper, used stuff, than you can on Facebook Marketplace and all that. I guarantee it. Did you ever go to the car auction? When we would go to the car auction in Rockmar. I think I remember went one time. Let me tell you the thing about a car auction, or that car auction that we used to go to. And I bought your mama a car or two out of that thing, as a matter of fact. But uh, <laughs> that was, I mean, shoot, that was a long time ago when we was hitting that booger, 20, 18, 17 years ago. But um, that thing didn't have no ventilation in it worth a dollar. So they'd pull them cars in there, and most of them would be smoking anyway. You know what I mean? They just don't beat up cars, and it'd fill that whole dang uh, auction house slap up with smoke, and you'd be like choking out, man. 
but it was always something fun to do after work you know you got home you didn't even worry about eating supper God, they got a snack bar at the auction. You went up there and... Oh, that snack bar, boy. I forgot about that. Get your... Ooh, get I'll your, wear that snack bar out. What? You wear every snack bar out. <laughs> <laughs> it sure is funny that you didn't get excited about this whole podcast until I said snack bar. I forgot about the snack bars, huh? But, but you go up there and, and, and get you a dang hot dog or... You know, some some nachos or something, and get you a cup of coffee, and it's real cold outside. And just, I just watch them bringing them cars in. You know what I mean? And let me tell you something about an auction snack bar. An auction snack bar, if they got brownies, oh, they gonna be the good brownies. Well, I was just about to say too. And they gonna be about eight by ten. They gonna be the biggest brownie you ever seen in your life, and you gonna eat about three of them. An auction snack bar has the best desserts. Period. I think it's because it's all homemade. Yeah, yeah, it's, a, it's and it's made at normally it's made at somebody's house. Yeah, and then brought and then brought there because my mama run a snack bar at an auction forever. Fried pie, and, son, and, and mm. Ann, your mama helped her do it a lot. She'd do it too. Fried She'd run pie, it. German chocolate cake. I'm talking brownie. about. I'm talking about a real cake, son. A mm. real a homemade cake, boy. Banana pudding, like who mm. rolls up in an auction snack bar and is like, oh y'all got banana pudding, y'all got y'all got peach cobbler, There's peach cobbler, that's right, with old dab of ice cream on the top, yeah, mm. and just sit there and watch people sell sell some old dang ranches, you know, fishing poles and you know you might throw your bid in every once in a while, you ain't even interested in buying it, you just like, well you know. Should I get ten dollars for five fishing poles? Who wouldn't do that? Oh no, it ain't ten dollars no more. It's done fifteen. No, nah, I'm out. I'm out. I mean, <laughs> oh, it was ten. I was gonna raise my hand. Y'all done moved to eleven. I, I don't think it's worth eleven. I'm out now. I'm eating this brownie, son. <laughs> yeah. Oh, eleven, ten. Who give me twelve? Twelve? Nah, I ain't giving you twelve. I give you ten. Them was some fun times, wasn't it? Oh, I loved it. I love hitting the auction. And the auction ain't never got no heat worth nothing. They ain't never got no so heat. And they freezing ain't. cold during the cold. That's when you coffee and your hot chocolate sales start going up. Son. Yeah, and they ain't never got no air conditioning. They got mm-hmm. big old fans. Just and usually, usually if they got heaters. They're them like outdoor heaters. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Them ones, them real tall ones that's got the oval heads on mm-hmm. them. That's about all they put in an auction. Yeah. I think that one in Rockmart, though, I think the one that was called Sandy's Auction, Yeah, they had like a fireplace in there, didn't they? Like a uh, wood-burning stove or something? I can't remember. I want to say they did. I don't I don't remember. But it sent, when COVID come, it, shook, it got shut down. Oh, yeah. And, and now they only do it online. A lot of auction houses, when COVID come, they couldn't. An auction house your old-timey auction house. If they're not running big high-dollar antiques that are like going to your show enough uh, fancy areas, you know what I mean, are coming in and out of those places, Yeah, they're week by week, man. Then people make a living just like everybody else. They, they make a, they're living week by week. And those, a lot of these auction houses in these rural areas didn't make it when COVID, when COVID hit, and they said you can't gather, what was it, with over twenty or more people or whatever it was, and they had to shut their doors, or people were scared to come. 
they didn't make it. You don't hear nobody talking about the auction houses Mm-mm. at all. But I'm here to tell you, all the all the people I was associated with that run are new that had auction houses. I don't know any of them that made it. They just shut down and they ain't come back. They're they're doing it online. You know. Yeah. Well, a bunch of them people that were at them that at them auction houses, the ones like sitting in the sitting in the audience actually bidding. A lot of them people and the ones that sell, a lot of them have like a store too. Yeah. They'll have yeah. like a little storefront somewhere where they sell some stuff, and then every Friday or Saturday night they'll haul load up there at the auction. Yeah. Because doing that, it ain't nothing but a big gamble. Yeah. Because you're buying something hoping you can sell it for a little bit more than what you bought it for. I tell you, a lot, a lot of nights. Uh, We'd be bored <laughs> when we was policing. We'd be bored, and uh, me and Chris would sit there and watch people auction cattle off on YouTube. <laughs> me and my buddy, I was policing with. We'd park beside each other, and he'd pop it up on it on his old computer right there, and they'd just be auctioning cattle off on a forty-five, 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 now forty-five and a quarter. Forty-five. What, y'all was like watching it live. No, 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 it wasn't just live. watching like YouTube videos yeah. of it. Oh, people <laughs> auction. Oh, auctioneers get down, son. But Them anyway, cattle auctioneers, they go. Oh yeah, yeah, and and they always got like a a weird voice too. It's either real deep, you know what I mean, or yeah, them cattle. That's a, that's a different breed auctioneer right there. Oh yeah, them livestock auctions versus you you running the meal auction where they auctioning off uh, you know a couch. <laughs> a, yeah. dry, a dryer, a love seat, a futon. Oh, doing a box lot. Remember them box lots? Oh, like? I hated them box lots. They'd just be, I bet they'd be 200 boxes, and it'd just be boxes full of random stuff. Mm-hmm. And you, they'd slap a piece of paper on it. It's like a silent bid. You yeah. just go over there and write your you number down and then your amount. Yeah. And at the end, you go over and you pick it up if you want it. Yeah, if you want it. But, man, would they be people not cheat on that? Oh, so, yeah. So there'd be a box of just random stuff, and somebody might start the bid out, a silent bid, at $5 and write it down. And if they didn't want nobody else to get that, or if they didn't want to have to pay no more from it, some people would pick up the piece of paper, the paper uh, clipboard, and walk around with it till about a minute before the silent auction was yeah. over, and then, then try to ease then it over. Lay it back down on the table. Yeah, or put it over a different one or under one. Yeah, I was like, "What in the world, man? Come on, dude! Y'all some jokers, man. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. Y'all trying to get secretive on a box of colored pencils? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> y'all trying to get y'all y'all that y'all that need for some school supplies? <laughs> <laughs> this this box of miscellaneous drywall screws, right? Yeah, really. Right. That's what it would be. Yeah. It'd be like you have four or five different size bolts, six or seven different size screws, yeah. a half a half broke screwdriver, yeah. and like the battery to a Dewalt gun. Yeah. And that's your construction box lot right there. Yeah. And somebody just be like. No, nah, I ain't letting y'all get that. I got to have that. Yeah, I got, I got to have that, and I, and I don't want to pay over $8 for it. So, What am I going to do without that two-inch piece of angle iron laying in that box? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, that was, that was fun. How did we get to talking about auctions? And I was explaining to you about J.R. Ewan. Mm-hmm. Wow. 
I just, just, just how it goes. I just went off the rails quick. But if you get time, you need to just check Dallas out. Just check it out. Probably not. I, I think it had Lou Ellen in there and Bobby Ewan and J.R. Ewan. Oh, it, when I was a little kid, son, I'd be watching me some Dallas. Boy, I had to find out who shot J.R. <laughs> who shot J.R.? Shoot on me, remember? <laughs> 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 well, I still haven't figured it out. Hey, hey, Jesse come over to to do a, a podcast earlier, and she'd been watching uh, Blue Bloods, and I think she said she's on like season three or whatever. And uh, one of the guys on there, that Wahlberg guy, that's uh, Marky Mark's Donnie. brother. <laughs> his his name on the show, Danny, and I'm like. Have you seen the one about his wife? And she's like, no. I was like, well, she gets killed. And she was so dang mad, son, that I told her he got killed. That's what you get, boy. We were, this ain't no this ain't no Dallas. Let's not act like it's that special. This is just blue we, bloods. We were watching uh uh we put some we put new flat screen TVs up at work where we're building our showroom at. And during lunch today we we were watching uh, that Warm Springs movie about FDR. And we got it. There's like four of us sitting there, and I got up to walk away, and I was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, he dies." <laughs> wow! <laughs> what the crap, Cooney? You're well, so- like half of that movie, so because you know FDR is known for having polio. Well, I wouldn't say he's known for having polio, but everybody knows FDR had polio. Right. But like the first thirty minutes of that movie, he's like a normal person. And they were all sitting there, we were watching, and they're like, I thought he had polio. Oh. I'm like, he wasn't born with it. <laughs> wow. From now on, every time you mention a U.S. president, this is what I'm going to say. Abraham Lincoln was a tyrant. And okay. then we're going to just keep moving on. Okay. Abraham Lincoln was a tyrant. All right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so, yeah. Cooney, you have been extremely busy. So have I. Let's see what I did. I did a dove hunt, an awesome dove hunt. I got to spend some time with Shorty and Buck. I spent some time with Buck that morning. Didn't see many doves. I seen more doves on that afternoon noon dove hunt. If I have seen any more doves um, at, a, at a different hunt, I, I, I just don't remember when. And I've been on some dove hunts. The, this stuff, man, was when it hit 4 o'clock. When it hit, I've never been to Argentina. I've watched videos. Um, I'm going to say it's as close as you could have ever got to it here in Georgia. These birds was getting down. Now, there'd be breaks in between. It, it'd be like a 20-minute a, a onslaught of doves, and then there'd be a two- or three-minute break. You know what I mean? Then maybe 10 minutes of doves, and then maybe a five-minute break, and then maybe a Another 20 or 30 minute onslaught of doves and then a five minute break. I'm talking about getting down. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was like Argentina, but I'm saying as close as we could have ever got to it. I'm talking about, man, I shot three boxes of shells. In shot, How many doves you get? Two? Uh, all of them. All the ones I brought back is the ones I got. How about that? Don't jawn on my shooting. I got all the doves that I brought back. Yeah, but you didn't get all of them that you shot at. No, you can't anyway. 
The, the limit's 15. I didn't buy them shells to keep. Wait. No. <laughs> I'm trying to defend my bad shooting here, son. And well, you're not following me. You can't. I'm not going to let I sh- you. I, sh- I don't know why I am digressing. I am digressing. Getting old. In my shotgun skills. I've got to slow down, calm down, and do some better training on my shot. Because there's something I have lost. Some, something I am not doing right at all, son. And I didn't shoot worth a dollar. Did you lose it? Or did you never really have it? No, I had it. Because if you remember when we first started shooting skeet, I would shoot in that. Now, like I wasn't in the top class by no means. Like if we shot 100 skeet. I'd be like 75, 78, you know what I mean? I would say I was above average. On the dove field, on the dove field, I was way better than that. I'd say I was probably, so I'd be 75, 78%. I was probably 82, 85% on the dove field. But I ain't nothing like that now. Nothing. I ain't never been no count at shooting neither one of them. Dove or skeet. Hmm. I just ain't no count at it. I mean, I can do it, but it's gonna take me a while. I got I gotta warm up. I I noticed that the further away a bird is, the better I shoot. The closer, the worse I shoot. And you would think it'd be the opposite, but I think what it is, the further away, I got way more of a sight picture. So I'm able to pick the speed up better. Does that make sense? Yeah. I pick the speed up better. So there toward the end, I just got to where I wasn't even shooting the ones that was real close. I was just shooting at the ones that was further away. And that was working out a lot better for me. There's a big difference between shooting at a target that's standing still and shooting at one that's moving. Oh, yeah. And and moving like that. But. Cause them things ain't going slow. Oh no, them jokers—they they going pretty fast. Yeah, that, now they ain't going the like they some ducks out there, son. That'll s- smoke the feathers off a dove. I, I don't even attempt to shoot at a duck. I'm talking about smoke the feathers off a dang dove, son. But yeah, dude, I'm digressing. I got to, I got to straighten my shotgun up in a hurry. Might have to dang. I might have to take a day out from deer hunting and just be working on my shotgun. So a dove flies at an average speed of 30 to 40 miles an hour. Right. 30 to 40 miles an hour. So you've got what? You've got a 20-yard window from the point you see them to the point they're gone. Yeah, probably so. You think so? I mean, like in your movement. Yeah. But now further out where they're at, that you know, of course, the pie is bigger on their end. Yeah. You get when it's smaller on your end. So, so I see you, what you're saying. So you have, you don't have very much time before yeah. that dove gets out of your shooting range. Yeah. And it's going 30 miles an hour. Yeah. So you got, you got to be quick and accurate. Yeah. I, so I got to where I was shooting the ones a little bit further away, and um, I was doing, I was doing a lot better with them. But I think I was because my sight picture was so much bigger i was able to to get their speed you know about what the speed they was going in my lead with the gun i was able to equal it out a little bit 
And the ones that were a lot closer, man, they was just smoking me. They was skunking me, dude. Like no tomorrow at all. So I had I had that dove hunt. I went on an alligator hunt, which I'm saving I'm saving the alligator hunt for one podcast in particular because we're going back. Uh we was unsuccessful on our first trip and we're going back this coming weekend and uh gonna try to seal the deal. Now we had a good time and we had a few chances, but not at the one we wanted. And all I can say that one we wanted, son. We did nickname some alligators down there while we was there. We did nickname some. You know how we nickname something all the time? Oh, yeah. We chased one Friday night. We nicknamed him Houdini. We nicknamed him Houdini. Uh, we, <laughs> we, we nicknamed one Freaky Deaky. Y'all, when, when I tell the story of Freaky Deaky, y'all get a kick out of Freaky Deaky. <laughs> we nicknamed one Boat Ramp. Boat ramp. Boat ramp. And then uh, one, I, I can't remember. The one we're after, I can't remember what we nicknamed him. Uh, I can't, but he's fast. So it's, I can't remember it, but it's fast. Something something that describes fast. Dale. Whoa. <laughs> Tres. Yeah. Tres. Tree. Uh, but yeah, we had an awesome time, dude. I, I always love, when I get down there, when I get down there in South Georgia, when I get below Macon, and I start seeing that, that Spanish moss and them live oak trees, that I just love that place down there. It just, it just makes me think, man, I wonder what this was like in 1861. I wonder what this was like in 1860, you know. I just wonder what it, it just makes me think of history. It makes me think of all the Civil War stories you read and, and that. And shoot, where we lived, there was a Civil yeah, War there was battle. A, a battle right, right here. Right here where our house sits. Like our house is sitting on the line, you know? It's and, crazy to think yeah. that not that long, not too long ago, yeah, there was people out here fighting for their life. Yeah. For their life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anytime I go down there, man, it, it just it makes me think of stuff like that. So that's what I've been doing. And and tomorrow, deer season opened today. I didn't go today. It was raining. I probably could have got out there and, and pounded me old hunt out. Um, but I just wasn't feeling it. But I'm hitting it tomorrow. So I'm gonna do my first deer hunt uh, of the year. I'll try to smack one in the pump house. I'm, yeah, yeah. Well, me and Buck's been calling it. I, you need to get that GoPro up, cause little G's gonna record it. He's gonna. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! That <laughs> different. Get ready to go hog hunting. Sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened right there. Some my dang, my lungs tried to suck my tongue down my throat. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> my dang lungs tried to suck my tongue down my throat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that's what happened at all. <laughs> and uh but yeah, I'm on little G's gonna record it. He's G little G the cameraman. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna record it. This is gonna be a spot and stalk archery hunt. Believe that. I'm gonna spot and stalk until I sort of find me a place I wanna hit mm -hmm. for the rest of the season. And uh 
So we're going to do a little spot and stalk archery hunt tomorrow. Carry G on your shoulders? No. G is plenty big <laughs> enough now to, to do his walking. He's burning up wanting to do that podcast on uh, the alligator hunt. And, and we had, this is one reason we hadn't released one in a while. We had planned on doing a podcast while we was down there alligator hunting. And we just hunted so hard that that we just didn't have it in us. We didn't have it in us, and you know, which we'll tell all that story when we do it. But that's one reason. That's one episode that didn't get recorded. Um, the rest has been Cooney. Mm-hmm. Has Cooney traveling the southeast? Traveling the southeast. Cooney was gone for seven straight days. Mm-hmm. Come home. Come home for home four for days. Four days. And back. Then, and gone for three. Three days. Been traveling for work. Mm-hmm. Then went up to uh went up to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. What, Tennessee. What'd you go to uh we do a big Jeep show up there called the Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Smoky Mountain Jeep Invasion. Yeah, you go you go up there. And I think the num the total number was like between fifty and sixty thousand people that attended the show. Okay. But you go up there and the strip in Pigeon Forge, like going through downtown Pigeon Forge and everything, every night at like eight o'clock, the Jeeps take over the strip and it will be nothing but Jeeps for miles. People and out there miles. blaring radios. Freaking radios blowing their horns. Lights. There'll be people sitting on the side of the road in lawn chairs. Checking out Jeeps. Watching the Jeeps go by. Uh, they do a... Uh, what was I going to say? So... And the thing, the thing with Jeeps now is like if somebody sees a Jeep they like, they'll put like a little rubber ducky on it. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, everywhere you go, you pull into a parking lot there somewhere... Any Jeep you look at's got rubber duckies all over it. And but they won't be like all of them won't be like ducks. It'll be a rubber something else, but fashioned like a little rubber ducky. Yeah. Or they'll yeah. be like little rubber ducks like dressed up different ways or a duck yeah. with a mohawk or something like that. Yeah. There's all kinds of them. Hmm. It's Ma- nothing but Maybe you ought to get you old uh, three straight days. Maybe you ought to get you some type of... Was there anybody down there selling them? them oh, yeah. Ducks? Everybody that has a, a booth of that thing's probably got ducks for sale. Really? We did. We I, sold the fire out of them. Oh, really? So y'all got y'all's own type of ducks? Well, we you we just, like, buy the ducks and sell them. I mean, you buy, like, an assortment of ducks. Yeah. I mean, there's people that'll ride around down there with, like, bags of, like, 100 ducks. It would just be, like buy them off amazon or whatever yeah bags of ducks just like their whole back back of their jeep filled up with them and they're going around just passing them out all weekend so what's the deal with the ducks i don't know i fit since I you never in, understood it <laughs> never understood it if you in the jeep world now son you you ought to know i'm what gonna that tell you is. right now nobody that works with me yeah understands it either really nobody it's just some old duck just thing. Just something. I people just like put ducks on people's jeeps that they like. 
So you and it's would, like a contest to get the most ducks, I guess. I don't know. So so how many total days was you in Pigeon Forge? Let's see. Was there Monday? So it's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So so seven days. Seven days. Okay. Give your report on Pigeon Forge. If somebody if somebody said, Hey Cooney, I heard you went up to Pigeon Forge. Be like, Yeah, I went up to Pigeon Forge. Don't go during Jeep Invasion. I can tell you that. <laughs> too many folks? Too many folks. Really? Like, way too many. How was many. y'all's weather while you was there? It didn't rain not once. Really? It was clear skies the whole time. Yeah. We, uh, I did some things I've never done before. I went and, like, ate some places I've never ate and stuff like that. Yeah. We went to a place. I'd never ate Paula Dean's restaurant. Okay. Paula Dean's restaurant's probably one of my favorite restaurants now. Well, well I will break Paula Dean's restaurant. So Paula Dean. So, so this is Cooney's Paula Dean of, food review of Pigeon Forge. This is I'm like a I'm a, I'm a restaurant critic. Okay. Okay. Uh, so Paula Dean's is what they call a family style. Why are you saying Paula Dean? It's Paula. Paula Dean's. <laughs> why are you I, saying Paula? Because that's her name. It's Paula. Paula. Paula Dean, same thing. So Paula Dean's restaurant is a family style restaurant. So what you do is you go in there and you order your. You don't order food separately. You order it as a group, as a family. Yeah. So you order like four meats, four sides, and all kinds. And you, when you order your drinks, they'll just bring it in pitchers. Okay. So hold on. Say that again. When you order, you pick four meats. Yeah. So. You can do like two, I think it's two, three, four, or five different meats. Okay. Well, main dish or whatever they call it. Yeah, yeah. So we did uh, we did chicken, fried chicken, meat, of course, meatloaf. Uh, what else did we do? Oh, now I can't remember what all we did. Oh, this is you bombing this review, it was dude. All kinds of food. You're we had oh, we had catfish. We had chicken. Was it catfish fillet or whole catfish? Fillet. Now, you, when you come at me, you come at so me with the whole catfish. catfish. We did a stew, and we did a, a pot roast. Okay. That was that was the five. So we y'all did, did five fried chicken, fried chicken, meatloaf, meatloaf, catfish, some type of stew, mm-hmm. and then a pot roast. Okay. What was your sides? Mac and cheese, collard greens, boiled cabbage. Uh, mashed potatoes, and I want to say we did potato salad. Y'all should have left them collard greens and that boiled cabbage in the kitchen. No. You ain't going to stink no. my table up with that mess. It ain't stinking the table up. I'm ta- it's bringing that southern aroma to the table. No, you bringing garbage to my table. Anyhow, go on ahead. <laughs> go on ahead. <laughs> so that, that was what we did, and you know you... Uh, do it like a family dinner. You pass it around. Yeah. I feel like that. There's one thing I feel like that restaurant could use, and that's a, a few, a, like a big, because the table's like really long. Mm-hmm. So I feel like they really need like a real long lazy Susan. I feel like that would be the more efficient way to eat at that restaurant. <laughs> remember what? Remember or, we had one of them at the office. As you used to call it, that used to call it a dirty Sanchez. <laughs> well. <laughs> I don't even know where I got that from. <laughs> we used to have one here at the house. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like that restaurant would be much more efficient. Instead of passing it, yeah. they, they made their table circle. 
yeah. and did a big lazy Susan in okay. the middle. So I feel like I'll ride in and tell them that. Why? Right. The way you eat, you'd probably spin that thing around so fast that boiled cabbage would have been slung out the floor, <laughs> son. So rate it on a scale of one to what? What's your scale got to be? My scale's always going to be one to ten. Okay, one, one to, to ten is always going to be the scale. Paula Deans of Pigeon. Forge. I'm gonna rate it a solid 7.6. 7.6. There is very much room for improvement. Another thing I do like about that restaurant, though, is they don't throw away none of the food. What they'll do is they'll collect it all and haul it to hog farmers. So all the old food and stuff, the scraps and whatnot. They haul the meat to the hog farmers too. The yeah, meat. Yeah, everything. They haul it off to the hog farmers. We used to never feed our hogs meat. We was always scared they'd get rickets. You sure they haul the meat? That's what they say. Hmm. Okay. Well, they, that's what they say. All right. So well, they I ain't there to tell you, but that, that's who, who what it is. Who told you that? It's, they got like a signs and stuff inside that restaurant that you can read yeah. about like the restaurant and all that. Yeah. How it got started. And that's okay. what it says on them. They okay. haul all the scraps to the hog farmers. Well, there you go. Is mm-hmm. there a big pile of hog farmers up there around Pigeon Forge? I didn't Forge, see some, one hog farm. Severeville. At all. So I don't know. I don't know. I get, I'm assuming they're hauling it out of state. No, shoot. No, no. These hog farms in Tennessee. Yeah, but I mean like that many? Uh, do, you, do you really think they're going to load the food up from Paula Dean's <laughs> restaurant and haul it out of state? Come on, yeah. Coney. If you're gonna be a restaurant critic, son, you got to you got to ramp yourself up, son. I'm not rating the scraps. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not rating the scraps. Okay, okay. I did I they got that point seven because of what they do with their scraps. They don't just throw them away. Right. They give to the farmers. I gave them that point seven. If they didn't do that, it'd be a seven. Okay. But it's 7.7 right now. I thought you said 7.6. My bad. 7.6 right now. 7.6. As it sits. Now, if I go in there one the next time and they got round tables, big lazy Susans, I might bump it to 8.2. 8.2. I might. Depends on on what finish they got on the lazy Susans. So, is what you're saying, you were so gorging yourself so much that you was too (laughs) lazy to ask someone to pass you something? Are too lazy to reach to the right no, or left. Nobody said anything like that. You wanted to reach directly in Nobody's front of you. Nobody's ever said anything like that. <laughs> okay, so so why would the lazy Susan? I just feel be- like it'd be more efficient. <laughs> you could just spin it instead of having to reach over everybody and everything. Oh, okay. I ain't worried about passing it. I'll pass it to you. I just think it'd be more efficient not to have to reach over everybody else's plate to grab your stuff. Okay. <laughs> Just spin the lazy Susan. I'm following you now. I'm yeah. following you. It's not lazy. It's efficiency. Why do they call it a lazy Susan? Because then you ain't got to reach everybody's plate. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that that was uh, one eating joint. You was there for seven days. What else did you do? We had a place called the Blue Moose. It's like a bar and grill style restaurant. Yeah. Is it was your typical, you know, get you a good burger. They had a thing there called the grilled cheese burger. Yeah. It's a grilled che- a full grilled cheese on the bottom. You burger and then a full grilled cheese on the top. I was like, oh, I can eat that. There you go. No, I can't eat that. Why? Can't. That's a lot. Two grilled cheeses made into a hamburger? Yeah. No, don't you think you're going to eat you that. You couldn't finish it? No. 
Uh-huh. That that was rough. But the food's good. Yeah. We ate there twice. I mean, it's easy to get into. And there ain't no long wait. So, every, is what all you did, is that what you're going to tell me, is all the places you ate? That's a big part of it. Okay, where else did you eat? Every night when we got done with the show, where are we going to eat? That's what we did. All right, where else? We went to a place called, uh, what was that other place? JT Hannah's. I went there and got, I did their challenge that they have there called the Killing Me Burger. Okay. It's like two pounds of beef. Holy smokes. It's it's a big burger. And I had like four people we were with try to pay me $10. And they said, I give you 10 if you finish it. And somebody else, like, I give you 10 and I, I'm like Psh, forty dollars. So a two pound, a two pound burger, fries, and a drink, mm-hmm. and you ate it. Yeah, I was. I didn't eat nothing that whole day. Cause let me tell you why. So this this Jeep invasion is held up there in the what they call the LeConte Center. It's a big, just a big like venue. Like if you ever been to the NWTF convention or anything like that, it's a big, like big a convention building, like center. convention center. Yeah. Yeah what it is LeConte Convention Center but the people that put the show on would come around every day with a piece of paper and you'd tally up how much of each food you wanted and they'd bring you your lunch right well they was making it their self like in their cafeteria or whatever yeah and it was about the nastiest food I'd ever ate in my life really I'm just gonna straight up say that huh. it, was, it was bad okay so I me and one of the guys I worked with we ordered the grill or the I want to say it's like the grilled chicken salad wrap or something. Mm-hmm. Well, they bring me this wrap. And, you know, I, I like chicken salad. It's pretty good, grilled chicken. Or grilled chicken wrap. That's what it's something like that. But they brought it to me with raisins and walnuts in it. Did it have grapes in it? It didn't have grapes in it. It had raisins and walnuts. <laughs> I think- Don't ever bring me anything with raisins and walnuts in it. I think the first time I ever had chicken salad like That's that. That's chicken salad wrap, yeah. Yeah, I ordered it from Arby's, and it had walnuts, raisins, and grapes in it. And I thought, holy smokes, this is awful. This it is, was. It was yeah. It was so bad. I took one bite out of it, put it back in the container, and just didn't eat all day. All right, so, so then you went and had to gorge yourself. Yeah. On a five-pound bag of potatoes and a two-pound hamburger. Mm-hmm. How, how many fries was it? No joke. It's probably it. It didn't really come with very many fries. Yeah. I mean, I guess they think, oh, this guy eats all this burger. He probably shouldn't be eating all these fries anyway. Yeah. But they don't give you very many fries. I mean, you know, just a handful of fries. Yeah. Just average fry size for a restaurant. Okay. We ate there, and then we ate at a place the next time called. A uh, bullfish. It's a seafood and a steakhouse restaurant in one. Yeah. I got my steak well done. Everybody made fun of me because <laughs> I know how to eat steak. That's how I eat mine. If well you don't done. eat your steak well done, you're disrespecting the cow. So <laughs> that, that's how I eat my steak. You have to. I mean, if, if mine Every, everybody's like, when I order it well done, everybody's like, well, you just want them burn it, and I'm like. You don't have to burn it for it to be well done. No, you don't. It you ain't. Don't. Ne- I've never ate a burnt, well done steak. But but now I'll eat my steak burnt. Yeah. Which Not we, me. We've talked about that before. I'll eat my food burnt. Like I like the taste of burnt. 
So it don't bother me, but I eat, I eat my steak well done as well. How how did they cook a two pound hamburger where it was well done in the middle? It wasn't. It well, there ain't no way in the world I'd have ate that. Oh, we were like sitting there ordering, and some of them were ordering their stuff like rare, medium rare hamburgers, and I'm like, y'all can't do that. <laughs> like y'all gonna die. <laughs> like. Hamburger ain't something you you no. You can do that with a steak hamburger. You can't be like well done or medium rare. No, not me. <laughs> I want Shoot, my. No. How do you want your hamburger cooked? All the way. Believe that. <laughs> the only way you can cook a hamburger till it's done. Did you do anything up there other than eat, watch TV, and hang and, out condo, and, and the show? Yeah, y'all didn't hit no other stores or. Uh, when we left, we hit a few. We hit the Harley dealership up there and yeah. some other stores on the strip. Oh, and that this was the worst experience I've ever had in my life. This was this was the the baddest experience I had the whole trip. On the way home, we stopped to get lunch at the Shoney's in Pigeon Forge. <laughs> hey, the Shoney's have become uh, few and far between. I feel like the Shoney's is the next Ryan's. <laughs> I really do. The I next really, Ryan's really Steakhouse. Feel, I really feel like Shoney's is about to go out of business. Okay. Because there's like two of them left. There's one in Pigeon Forge and there's one in Cartersville. And that's it. There's one in Ackworth, Georgia. No, see, he, nobody even knows about Nowhere him. Nowhere by Cabela's. Yeah, don't nobody know about him. See what I'm saying? <laughs> he already out of business. But we pull into the parking lot and I'm with, my, I'm with one of the guys I work with, Matt, and he goes... I don't know. There's like one car in the parking lot. I don't think we should be eating here. And I'm like, oh, it'll be all right. They, they just ain't bumping yet. It ain't that time of the you day You just yet. wanted to say you went to a Shoney's. I've been to a Shoney's. Have you? Yeah, I've been to the one in Cartersville. Oh, okay. I'm like, no, nah, it just ain't It ain't that time of the day yet. We just caught them right here when they slow. We get in there. No. It wasn't just not that time of the day. It just wasn't that good. Really? Worst, worst Shoney's in the world. They had two meats. Uh, fried chicken and catfish. Both were cold. They had one dessert, chocolate pudding, that looked like they just scooped it out of the snack packs and put it in the tray. <laughs> That's exactly what it looked like. Oh, man. And then they had, like, they had a salad bar, and then they had, like, mac and cheese and mashed potatoes as the sides. Wow. Smallest buffet I'd ever seen in my life. Negative one out of ten is what I'm rating the Shonies. There you go. Negative one. Negative one out of ten. So all in all, so you're not. <laughs> leave it to Cooney to just talk about the places to eat at Pigeon Forge. <laughs> so well, that's you, like all we did up there. Right. We went to the show, then we ate, and went back and hung out at the condo. Right. That's it. So all in all, Pigeon Forge. Would you recommend somebody going to Pigeon Forge on vacation? Yeah. Uh, what do you rank Pigeon Forge? So Pigeon Forge itself, I'm going to give it an overall ranking of a nine. Of a nine? Yeah. Why so high? Because I feel like it has a lot of potential, but I I was on a business trip. So right. and I didn't have my own vehicle, so it wasn't yeah. like I could just go around and do as I please the whole time. Right. So I feel like it's a nine. Right. 
and I feel like if I ever got the chance to go up there and just just do some stuff, yeah. like go up there for a weekend or something, right? I feel like that could be bumped, maybe higher. But I'm gonna give wow. it the benefit. I'm gonna give it the benefit bumped of higher the, than a nine. I'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt. Okay, and put her at a nine. I'm with you on that. Just gonna have to. I like Pigeon Forge myself. We went one year on vacation. Yeah, but we didn't really like. Yeah. I mean, we went to the we went and ate at that old mill restaurant. Yeah, we ate there while we was up there too mm-hmm. one night. We didn't eat at the we ate at like the actual mill itself. Yeah, remember when we ate breakfast across the street? They got the cafe part. We ate there one night. Okay, so it's it's same restaurant, just different building. Okay, we ate there. It, I'm gonna say it's probably the best place we ate the whole time. Mm. I made them all mad at that restaurant. Ooh, I found chicken livers on the menu, son. Thank I didn't get me a plate of them, boy. Hey, there ain't but one mm. way to eat chicken livers, too, and that's crunchy. Yeah. Did you ask them to make sure they was crunchy? Oh, that cool? was crunchy when they well, come out. Yeah. I love I, mm. I love some chicken livers. Ain't nobody boy. at the table I was sitting with, nobody liked them. And I'd be like, you sure you don't want none? Yeah. I got chicken livers, boiled cabbage, and mashed potatoes. What is your deal with boiled cabbage, I man? I like it. It's good. Nobody eats boiled cabbage. I do. Nobody. Me. Nobody. Me. Oh. Uh, so then you come back home. You come back home, and you go to the Pickens County, Georgia. Jasper. Is it okay? It's Jasper. It's called the Jasper Jeep Fest. But that's in Pickens County, Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, it's up there. And you went up there for. No, two and a half days because you went Friday night. Yeah, I right? left after work Friday night. Got there, I probably got there about 9 o'clock Friday Did that night. thing go on during Labor Day, too, or was Sunday was, the last day? It was day? Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Okay. So. So you went up there for work, too. No, it was Saturday and Sunday. No. Yeah, fr- thir- technically it starts on Thursday because uh-huh. on Thursday they do a big a haunted night ride up there okay. with the Jeeps. So technically the first day is like Thursday at like 6.30 is when they start okay. all meeting up. But it's from Thursday to Sunday. Okay. Sunday, I think it shuts down like Sunday at 5. Right. Okay. But I mean, it is the same. It's not the same as Smoky Mountain, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's Jeeps everywhere. Yeah. But now it's different because it's not all like a big show where you just go to buy stuff and look at stuff. They got a big obstacle course out there you can take your Jeep on. And they got big rock mountains and stuff you can climb and challenges to do. And throughout the county, they got different trails set out. And you okay. can take your Jeep and stuff down the trails. Okay. But it's it's more of like an actual Jeep riding event than it is a Jeep show. Okay. All right. So, was, how how many people went to that? How many did you hear a number? I of, didn't hear a number on that. Okay, but was it packed out? Oh yeah, it was yeah. packed. So that was. But it's it's also all outside. It's in a big open field. So right. I mean, it's not as it's not as packed anyway. That was Labor Day weekend, mm-hmm. and I got to thinking that was the first dove hunt you missed. In about seven or eight years, mm-hmm. the first did you miss it? I I was sitting there. Well, I I I sort of missed it because when my transmission went out while I was up there, mm-hmm. I was like, "Why did just went dove hunting?" 
It wasn't a bit like that. I'm glad you mentioned your transmission <laughs> going out in your truck because was it the last podcast or the podcast before that when you was dogging my truck talking about how long your truck was going to be running after my truck was broke down? What about it? And then let's. But my truck did a lot more treacherous stuff than your truck's done. Oh, okay. And then also, how many podcasts was it ago when I mentioned to you when you said y'all went up there to Blue Ridge on spring break and you was riding them trails and I told you you was going to tear your truck up if you rode on them trails? How many podcasts ago was that? Ooh, I don't know. So so I talked to Cooney on, what was it, Saturday night? Mm-hmm. Saturday night. And he's like, so I had to take my truck up to Ganga on Papa Coves, which is his grandparents' house, which is n- not very far from at it's all. Like, from you just go like three more miles down the road and take a ride. From the actual Jeep <laughs> yeah. Fest. I had to take it up there because my transmission messed up. And I was like, oh, well, what happened? Well, well, I was on riding trails, and I come out the trail, and it was fine. I got out on the road, and it just quit pulling. <laughs> it just quit pulling. <laughs> so you took that truck, that little Ford Ranger, mm-hmm. and tried to keep up with them Jeeps. Oh, I kept up with them. And you burnt your transmission. I kept up with them. <laughs> I was in front of them. Well, they still rolling. You set still. They ain't got as much power as I do, though. <laughs> but what bull hockey? Uh-uh. So you went up there and tore your dang truck up. Mm-hmm. Now, what what what's she uh, rating on your actions and your behavior up there? Oh, it's at, in. I loved it. <laughs> at G- I was having fun. Do you think it's worth you tearing your truck up? Oh, no. No. Do you feel do you feel that riding those trails tore your truck up? Yeah. You do? Why do you feel that? Because it wasn't broke before I went on the trail. <laughs> well what was the trails like? They wasn't really like difficult. Yeah. I mean, it it rained like three hours before, so I mean everything was still wet. But I think where I messed up was one of the trails had a creek crossing and it was like a very I mean, we got like we're recording this on like a fold-out table right now. Yeah. The creek was about as wide as this table, mm-hmm. but how deep it was! Like when you, like you were going to drop down and then have to climb your way back out of the trail. Right. And I think I hit that just a little too hard, and I hit I hit real hard, and I hit and bounced back up off the ground, and then kept rolling, and I think that's what did it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I think you overheated it and burnt the seals out of it. Probably that, too. Is what I think. Because if you were still rolling, if you still made it through the trails just fine, was you in four-wheel drive when that happened? Yeah. If you still made it out and was just fine, did it quit pulling when you kicked it out of four-wheel drive? I was out of four-wheel drive, yeah, when it quit quit pulling. So... I think what happened is the seals went out in inside the transmission. I ain't a transmission man myself. Yeah. But that's what it sounds like to me. That's yeah. probably after from what I've read and watched videos on I've talked to numerous people. 
from what I've heard, that's probably what happened. Yeah. So now how do you feel about your comments in the earlier podcast that your truck will be running way longer after mine and your truck has all these miles on it and your truck this and your truck that and your truck this? I still feel good about it. And your truck... <laughs> still <laughs> feel good about it. So you don't feel that you was wrong. Technically, you want to get technical, my truck's still running. Oh. It's still running because I put it in first and I put it in second and it'll go down the road. It's running. Yeah, but it's run. When I turn that key, it cranks. It's running. <laughs> Why are you getting so it's defensive? It's running. Why are you getting so because defensive? Because I'm trying. I'm trying to let you know you ain't got nothing on me. <laughs> I'm trying to let you know that right now. You ain't got Ooh, nothing on me. Wee, son. You ain't got nothing. Hey. Drop on me. Uh, mm, oh yeah, yeah. We did do Miho's first squirrel hunt. Oh yeah. We yeah, did do Miho's first squirrel hunt, and um, girl needs to be tuned up. Miho's mama, she did make one tree. She did make one tree. We didn't find a squirrel, and I had to teach Cooney how to how to make Miho not bark in the dog box. Now tell the people what Miho did when you loaded him up. In the dog box. Barked. That's all he did. Barked the whole time. Going down the road, he barked. Dropping the tailgate, he's barking. Yeah. Putting it right, I mean, right when you shut the door on the dog box. You'll... Yeah. <laughs> right. That's all he did. So, and he barked all the way. How, how many, How? what's the time frame you think that he just constantly barked? What do you think? It's probably... I got a video. I was going to post it on Instagram and didn't get around to it because we got to hunting. But you was pulling up behind me, and I could hear that dog barking, which sounded like a a third of a mile away. I could hear him barking in the dog box, and I knew y'all was coming. How how What's the time frame you think he barked? Probably 25, 30 minutes. Straight. Mm-hmm. Just never did hush. Nope. So then... When we took him a hunt, which of course Miho didn't didn't really do nothing. We we turned loose. We got caught in a thunderstorm. Mm-hmm. We had to. I'm talking about hump it to get back to the truck. Um, got back to the truck. Turned loose again, and a girl made that one tree, and we couldn't find that squirrel. Which Miho was just running around. He he don't know what in the world he's doing right now. Yeah. Um, we got to we got to take girl out by herself, get her tuned up, get her get her tuned up to where she ain't so much worried about him and he ain't so much worried about her. But once we do that, it'll be good to take them back together again. But when we got Miho back to the truck, I told Cooney, I said I'm gonna show you how to break him from barking in this box. I'm gonna show you how to break him. Cooney put him in the box. We'd sit there, standing around talking, and every time, did you notice, every time he'd stick his nose out that box, he'd start barking. Mm-hmm. I wanted, and I just popped him on the nose. Just pop him on the nose. Wasn't hurting him. No. It wasn't hurting him at all. Just pop him on the nose. And then what, you, then what we did is, every time before he would even do that, 
if he made out like he wanted to put his nose up to the door of that dog box, you just swat at it. You ain't even hitting him. You just swat at it. And sooner or later, he comprehended, I don't stick my nose out that box at all. I don't, I don't know what it is. It's very rare that I've seen any dog that barked in a dog box that stayed deep inside the dog box and barked. They would always put their nose up to the door and bark right there. Hmm. So if you're trying to uh, break one that barks on the inside of the dog box, don't don't open the door and reach your hand in there because that dog might bite you. Yeah. That's not a way to break it. The only thing I can suggest for that is a shot collar. Uh, I've never had to break one that stayed deep inside the box. I've never owned one that stayed deep inside the box in the back and barked. I've seen them do it, but I myself haven't owned one that did it. Every one that I've ever broke always stuck its nose up to the door or was right there at the door and would bark in the dog box. And did you notice how it didn't take but, what, two pops on the nose, <clears throat> a couple of swats, a couple of swats uh, at the door, and then one time we uh, we stood away where he couldn't see us, but, but where I could see him, and if he would start easing his nose toward the door, you know, I'd swat, it, swat him away from it. Um. And I think you said you had to stop and swat at him one more time on the way home. Yeah. And that's it. He didn't bark in the box no more, right? Mm-mm. And that's all it took. That's all it took. So I think that first time out was a success. Yeah. I think it was a dang good success. Number one, he didn't run off. He stayed with us. So he's got the potential to learn. what we, He's going to stay with us, so he's going to pick up on what we want him to do he's not trying to do his own thing he's not trying to do his own thing right now now that could change i've seen it change uh but he stayed with us so he's got the potential to to keep learning because he's with us right Mm -hmm. if if he would have took off just running and got through the country you can't correct habits that he's doing when you're not with him you get what i'm saying yeah and you also was having to teach him to walk on a lead. Did you learn anything from that? Teaching him to walk with the lead. Remember when we first started out, he was wanting to jerk you and pull you yeah, around. Yeah, I mean, I just kept him. I just kept lead real short. Yeah. And finally, he just he got to where because and he'd try to go take off and right. He'd run it, yank him back. Yeah. And finally, he just got to a point where he wasn't running forward no more he was staying right there yeah he was making sure there was slack staying in the mm-hmm. lead and you do that again and and until he just realizes when i'm on this lead in order for it not to pull against my neck i have to keep slack in it right mm-hmm. pretty soon you can take and and uh if you do that lead training on the leash if you wanted to, you could take and hook the leash to his neck and just drop it on the ground. And he won't even realize you're not holding it. 
As long as he ain't feeling it pull against his neck, he'll stay right there beside you. Right there beside you. Hmm. But I like a dog. I like to train a dog really good on a lead until they realize. that They'll realize. They'll pick up on your demeanor, your attitude, your voice, and everything. And they'll realize when you're going back to the truck. They'll realize when the hunt's over. That's just like Dot, Mama Dog, when we had yeah. her coon hunting. We could walk her out without a leash. Yeah. Back to the truck. We she, could walk her in without a leash. Yeah, she knew. She wouldn't go anywhere until we told her to Until we hunt. told her to take off and go hunting. Yeah. Yeah. So, that I mean, so I, I take the Miho's first day, first few hours hunting. I think it was real successful. He was, uh, I was really impressed with how well he picked up on uh, what little bit of training time we gave him. He picked yeah, up on we, we wasn't out there, but what, two hours? Nah, maybe three. Two or three hours, yeah. Yeah, maybe three hours. And he picked up really well on that. <clears throat> so I would suggest getting girl tuned up, getting her tuned up to where she's just hammering squirrels, treeing squirrels, solid. And then that way he'll sort of pick up on okay, this is what this is what I'm supposed to be doing, and then we can start working on some of that stuff with him. But he needs to see he needs to be around that. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually see it in action. Yeah, see it in action because we ain't gonna trap a squirrel mm-hmm. or you know work no squirrel scent with him right now. Yeah, I, I want him to see what what she's a doing, and you know knock a squirrel out for her while he's there. And then go from there. A lot of a lot of girls hunting. She she does a lot by sight and ear. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. he he probably he may be the same way. Maybe the same way. I'm sure he will be. Yeah. I, I I guess maybe if we hunt him with her, he'll mm-hmm. learn that. Yeah. Just see her doing sight and hearing, so that's what he'll pick up on. Yeah. Shoot, chill. So I thought I thought that that day was a success. I enjoyed it. Yeah. I love working a little old dog. Love working a dog. A sporting dog. Sporting dog. So to speak. Well, shoot yeah, Cooney. Cooney traveling the southeast. Mm-hmm. Traveling the south. And, and, before we go, how many minutes we got on this booger? An hour and six minutes. Holy smokes. Mm-hmm. Dad, bum. Well, Cooney killed five more shovelhead worms. I did. They was under a dog box sitting over here by the light pole. I flipped it upside down, and there's just five of them. I've come to realize we've become infested with shovelhead worms. Mm-hmm. We are we are feeding into the invasive species. Hit me up for all your shovelhead worm needs. <laughs> I'm a now I'm a certified shovelhead you, worm breeder. You, you gonna you gonna start selling your own uh, yeah. special salt to kill them with? Yep. Cooney shovelhead. It's gonna have wor- my face on it real big. Well, it'd have to be big if your face is going to be on it. We're going to call it shovel salt. Shovel salt? Mm-hmm. It's going to be sold in the sporting goods section, like where you buy like a salt block at and everything. Shouldn't it be sold in like the pesticide section? No, I don't want it sold there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when this you, ain't Shark Tank. You're not changing my mind. Hey, I'm telling you. I'm telling you, son. Because let me tell you, you want to change my mind, I'm out. All right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, y'all. I love you, boy. Love you. I'm glad you're back. I'm back. On the podcast. We back. I'm glad you're back on the podcast. 
We'll talk about your new little rig on the Ooh. next one. On the next one. Mm. We'll holler at y'all. Deuces. <laughs>